For thousands of years, we've been under the impression that the Bible was intended to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that changes all of that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Reach out, touch faith! Welcome to episode 11 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible with me, David Tuckman. We are coming to you live from New York City's illustrious Magnet Theater in front of an awesome live audience. Yeah! Hear them scream. Each month on the show, a guest joins me and tries to read as many chapters as he or she possibly can of my own personal translation of the Old Testament from the original Hebrew while I make fun of it. Today is Monday, August 19, 2013. I am very excited to be here at the Magnet. This is one of my favorite places to see comedy in the city. I haven't been able to be here in a while because I've been spending my free time like an idiot translating the Bible, and I'm honored to be back here and to be on this stage right now as part of their test drive to maybe continue doing this show here. Um, I'm turning the page. So, fuck that. This... And you, my audience can see this, but if you're listening on the podcast, you can. I'll, I'll put a picture on Twitter later. This is what is left of Genesis. By the time the next episode is recorded, this piece is what I have left to edit. I have translated the entire book. By the time I do the next live show, I will be done with that. I just wanted to share that with you. That's all the upfront thing I have. We hit 5,000 downloads in the past month, which is really exciting, but who cares about that? Let's get right into it, because we don't have much time, and there's a lot of Bible to cover today. Are you ready for your guest? Yeah! Yeah! This guy is a very old friend of mine. I think he's the oldest friend I've ever had on the show who agreed to do the show. He is a student, he is a writer, and he is a rabbi. Please welcome to the stage, Ari Schwab! Coming through the door, like a, like a true guest does. It's a real sitcom entrance. Yes. You should have slid through like Kramer, but you know, you can't have everything. Welcome, Ari. Thank it's really you. good Thank to have you. you on. It's great you, to be here. You were one of the first people I think I asked to be a guest on this show. Oh, wow. That's um, really an honor. When I started writing this, I knew that I wanted you to have a guest on because I respect your opinion on this stuff, so I wanted to see what you would say while we read All right. it. Um, it's what, not a lot of pressure. It's okay. Okay. Not too much. I think you can handle it. I mean, this is only the, the, you know, the big test drive show, so it's not a big exactly. deal. Um, Ari, what do you do, if you um, want to say? Right now, I'm sitting on a stage. Okay. That's um, kind of been my big activity for the day. Yeah. You're a um, teacher, so you do nothing during the summer. Um, well, we like to say we prepare, uh-huh. we unwind, but a lot of nothing, really, which is pretty great. What did you do today? Um, to prepare? I, I thought about the show. Yeah. I went to see Kick-Ass 2 in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people went to see that in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> it was like five people in the theater. Um, so and, we beat them. Yeah. 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 Give Props it up for that. This. <laughs> um, and, you know, that was kind of it. It's relaxing. I'm actually winding down now. I know everyone, you know, no one has sympathy for this, and that's fine. But uh, I'm going back to work next week, so, you know. Oh, I feel so bad for you. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, Ari, I want to ask you about the Torah. Let's talk about the Torah. Because that's what we're here to talk about, the, the Hebrew Bible. What, I mean, have, you've read the whole thing, right? Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're a rabbi. So what's your, what's your favorite story? <laughs> um, are we, we're talking just the Torah, or we're talking the entire? The whole thing, the, the whole entire, Tanakh. Um, okay. So we're talking entire Old Testament. Favorite story? 
I've got, um, I have a real soft spot for the story of Job, um, Eov in Hebrew. It's a really long, really boring story. It's really not worth reading about 48 of the 50 chapters, but the first two chapters are real great. There's this character, the only one in the Old Testament, Satan, and he makes an appearance. Um, yeah, Ooh, exactly. Boo him. Yes. He's, he's kind of a dick. Um, he kind of just incites God to go after this man, Job, who's done absolutely nothing wrong. Um, and hilarity ensues. Kind of like the movie, the movie A Serious Man was based yes, on that. So if you don't want to read the book, just watch that movie. It's only two right, hours. Right, it's almost the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> takes place in Minneapolis, yeah. same thing. I have a, a very important question that I want to ask you. This question from, comes from Joe Winkler, who was our guest on the first episode of this podcast. Wow, this is an impressive question then. And it has to do with current events, uh, what's going on in the world today. Given your uh, familiarity with the Bible, who would you say in the Bible is the most like Walter White? Ooh, okay. The protagonist okay. of Breaking Bad or antagonist. Familiar with, with his work. Um, with the caveat that I have You are? Not, Wait. <laughs> caveat that I have not seen this week's episode, so um, oh. you know, I don't know how to, you know, anything there. Um, I would, you know, it, when you ask for Walter White, are you looking for kind of the the nebbish science teacher who began the show, or you're talking about, like, I want you to want, capture like, the heist, entire arc. The entire arc. <laughs> in one character. Okay, so, you know, randomly enough, there is one character in the Bible who ends up cooking meth with Jesse very often. <laughs> Jesse um, is a biblical character. Jesse is also a biblical character, a very biblical way of speaking. Mm -hmm. um, bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah, bitch. Science. Um, I, would, I would have to say the, the whole arc, I'm going to go with, with Queen Jezebel. Okay. She's kind of a, an evil, evil figure uh, brought into the, the kingdom, becomes the queen, and kind of just sets things back for about 100, 150 years. Um, does a lot of killing, kind of like Walt in that way, some gruesome killing. And, you know, spoiler alert for the end of Breaking Bad, which is modeled on Jezebel's story, <laughs> she gets um, torn apart and eaten by dogs. So, so look out for dogs in the yeah, next six episodes. So don't let Vince Gilligan know that I told you that. Yeah. One last question before we get into the Bible, and this sure. is something that I ask all my guests. What is, and this is going to be tough, what is your earliest memory of me? <laughs> okay, earliest memory, David Zuckman. Earliest memory, David Tuckman. I would say that we were, we were, we grew up together in the same neighborhood of Hillcrest. Yeah. Um, and we shared many early interests. Yes. Um, uh, what maybe the audience like doesn't Toro. know what those interests are. You know, we're talking um, superheroes, mm -hmm. pogs. Yes. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Star, a lot of Star Wars. And writing. Um, and meth, and really. <laughs> and binicula. <laughs> Vanicula, a lot of vanicula. I would say vanicula now that you're mentioning the, the it. The vampire is bunny. one of the oldest. Yeah. If you're not familiar with vanicula's work, then you have not, you should not consider yourself a literate person. Vanicula um, is pretty early. I think we, we probably, I would say, vanicula are goosebumps. We really bonded yes. over, you know, binging early crappy books that really just scared you for no good reason. Wait, crappy? I mean, you know, I'd imagine goosebumps don't hold up. I would just have to go on a limb and say that. All right. But I haven't Fine. really revisited it. Don't want to take a stand. Have you read Night of the Living Dummy 3 recently? It's amazing. <laughs> All right. I am not. I think it's time to get into it. Let's do it. Uh, let's read the Bible. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to give you a little recap so that you can get settled, because there's a lot of Bible that came before this. If you've been listening all the way through, thank you so much. Just skip ahead 15 seconds. Previously in the Bible... 
God created the entire world in six days, then killed almost everyone in it, promised something like the land of Israel to Abraham in exchange for a piece of his penis. Abraham had a kid named Isaac, or Yitzchak. Yitzchak had one hairy and one not-so-hairy son, the older of which sold his inheritance to the younger one for a cup of soup, and not a single person has got married. <laughs> this is Torah, a loose translation. In the beginning, chapter 18, in which Esau rebels against his parents at 40. Now, Esau was 40 years old when he took Yehudit, Be'eri of Chit's daughter, and Basmat, Elon of Chit's daughter, as his women. His spirit rebelled against Yitzchak and Rivka. Okay, that's chapter 18. <laughs> chapter 19, in which Rivka helps Yaakov swindle his blind father. That's... That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's get started. This is actually, this is why I would say this is one of my favorite stories. Oh, me too. Um, this is great. This is great. Um, so, so many moral really lessons. In Definitely, this it caused a lot of anxiety for, for lots of different people. Um, and, you know, least, us least of all. Yep. So let's go. Yitzchak was old, so old, so, so old. His eyes stopped working so good. Yit Yitzchak called for Esav, his bigger son. My son, he shouted. Sup, Esav said. I'm old now, Yitzchak said. I don't know what day I'm going to die. Nobody does. But, okay, according to Rashi, medieval commentator, who I quote a lot because he has crazy things to say, um, Ra the reason Yitzchak says he doesn't know what day he's going to die is because that back then, before people understood genetics, they thought that they would just die around the age their parents did, which is a regional, reasonable assumption. Since Yitzchak was getting up there, he kind of thought he was going to die any day, even though he wasn't sick and was just blind. I don't know what day I'm going to die. Please, take your bow and your sword. Maybe. This could also mean your bow and your quiver, which makes a little bit more sense. Uh, but Asaf hunting with a bow and a sword is much cooler. <laughs> and catch something wild for me from the field. Then... Dramatic pause. Oh, yeah. Take the uh, yeah, paper we're done clips with these. off. <laughs> make... Make something delicious that I will love and bring it to me so my soul can bless you before I die. My soul can't bless you on an empty stomach, kid. <laughs> Rivka heard everything Yitzchak told his son Esav. Notice it says her son or his son Esav, not their son. Just notice it. I'll come back to it later. Esav went out into the field to hunt. I just heard your father talking to Esav, Rivka told her son Yaakov. See, her son Yaakov. Here it says her son. In this way, the Bible reminds us that Yitzhak and Rivka are really bad parents. <laughs> Rivka then did a bad impression of her husband. Bring me a wild animal from the field, Yitzhak said, and make me something tasty. After I'll eat, I'll give you a Yehovah before I die. That's not what Yitzhak said. She's not a very good witness. <laughs> Listen, kid, Rivka said, do what I tell you. Go outside and get two big, fast kid goats. Oh, sorry, fat kid goats. Not fast. Fat, not fast. Slow. Too big. If they're fast, you won't be able to catch them. Preferably slower, yeah. fatter kid goats. The fatter, the better. I'll kill them and make your father his favorite tasty dish. Bring it to him. He'll eat and bless you before he dies. We just decided he's about to die. My brother Esav is a very hairy man, Yaakov as, said. As previously established, Esav was born surrounded with a cloak of his bright red body hair. He was sometimes known as little red body hair. And I pretty much have alopecia. If my father touches me, he'll see through our trick. He won't bless me. It'll be like opposite day. He'll curse me. 
I tried my hardest to make that not sound goofy, but I failed completely. <laughs> oh, child, Rivka said, just listen to me. Any curse he makes will fall on me. Oh, my God. So here, this is a setup. Like, he's, she says, if he curses you, it'll fall on me. It sets it up for, like, some really beautiful, ironic thing where he curses his son and doesn't realize he's cursing the love of his life and says something like, you'll never have children and all your children will die, and he doesn't realize that he's doing it to his wife. But since it's the Bible and they don't know irony yet, it just fails completely. <laughs> and this doesn't happen. Um, not here, at least. Not here. Later. You've got they another one coming out. up in a few chapters. Yeah that story but you guys will have to wait for that you'll see um yeah where'd i go um go and get what i asked for yaakov did what his mother wanted setting a standard no jewish son would ever meet <laughs> um fair i was imagining right now yaakov as buster bluth oh <laughs> um so that made he me interrupt this he basically is he's described case, earlier yeah. as like he likes to sit in tents yeah he gets it he's yeah. all up in the juice um, Rivka made her tastiest dish the one Rivka loved I really want to know what this dish is but I'm starting to think we're not going to find out she dressed Yaakov in the best clothes Asaph had in the house they were all made of his gross hair and covered Yaakov's hands and the hairless part of his neck all of it with the skin of the kid goats so this if you can imagine this is a little bit like that Silence of the Lambs scene Yes. Puts the other guy's face on. Right. So yeah, that's where we're going with this. That's Last, where they got the idea. <laughs> she put the tasty food and the bread she'd made in Yaakov's hands. Yaakov went to his father. Dad, Yaakov said. I am here, Yitzchak said. Who are you, my son? I am Esav, your firstborn, Yaakov said. I did what you told me. Please get up, sit down, and eat. Please don't confuse him. <laughs> then your soul will bless me. So that's the original phrasing, which is weird because that's not what his mother said to him. But, you know, whatever, it's the Bible. Sloppy writing, most likely, right? Or yeah. he's clairvoyant. It's just real lucky. Yeah. Um, what's going on, Yitzchak said. You found that meat pretty quickly. Yehovah, your God, brought it to me, Yaakov said. <laughs> Remember, kids, when you're lying to your father at your mother's behest, be sure to implicate God in your lie. <laughs> really helps. Yeah. Please. Really? Sorry. No, that's really a moral standard. <laughs> Please, come closer, Yitzchak said. Let me touch you so I can make sure you're really Asaph. That doesn't sound good. No. Okay. Yaakov moved closer to his father, Yitzchak, who touched him. Nope. <laughs> the voice is Yaakov's voice, Yitzchak said, and the hands are Asaph's hands. Why didn't he disguise his voice? Um, they didn't have one of those cool Darth Vader voice yeah. modulators. He should have been like Kevin from Home Alone 2. Yeah. He didn't oh, see that man. one, probably. No. Um, you see, Yitzchak didn't recognize Yaakov because his hands were hairy like Esav's. Yitzchak blessed Yaakov. You, Yitzchak said, this is my son, Esav. Yup, Yaakov said, me. <laughs> Keep going. Come closer to me, my son, and let me eat some of this stuff so my soul may bless you. Yaakov moved closer and let him eat. He brought wine, which Yitzchak drank. Come here and kiss me, my son, Yitzchak said. Yaakov moved forward towards his father and kissed him. Yitzchak could smell his clothes were Esav's, and he blessed him. It's a few blessings already. For those keeping count. Yeah. My son smelled... Well, he's drunk. He's just letting him go. For more wine. I'd, be, yeah. I'd bless people. 
My son smells like the field, blessed by Yehovah, Yitzchak said. God will give you from the dew of the skies and the fat of the land and plentiful grain and wine. Nations will work for you. Entire people will bow to you. You shall be the Lord of your brothers and the rest of your mother's sons will prostrate themselves before you. Oh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> all you cursed will be cursed and all you blessed will be blessed. Oh, that's nice. It sounds pretty good. I, yeah. would, I would do that. Um, just lie for that. That's yeah, that's a good one. One lie. Just when Yitzchak finished blessing his son and Yaakov slipped away, Esav came back from the fields. Oh, shit. He also made a tasty dish and brought it to Yitzchak. What did he make? <laughs> what, did, what spices did he use? How did he cook it? Did he braise it? Did he grill it? I want to know. You know how at the end of some books they have recipes? I, you think there's I a, wish there was. I think there is. Not. There's questions for the reader and there's, <sighs> you know, for guided discussions. And, and it's frustrating because they, they described the lentil soup last time, but right, this, but no, he, nothing. Um, I will, you know, people have written doctorates on, on ancient Near Eastern food. You could, you could read that if you're that. I just haven't had dinner yet. So right. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. My father should get up and eat his son's game, Asaph said to his dad, before blessing me from his soul. I think it's funny because they think souls exist. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? asked his father, Yitzchak. I am Asaph, your firstborn son. Yitzchak started shaking, incredibly anxious. Where is he, Yitzchak asked, the one who brought the game, and I ate it all before you came, and I blessed him. Oh my, can everyone, anyone unravel this impossible mystery? <laughs> he has also been blessed. Um, they don't mention it here, but also that like, they're not just brothers, they're twins. Right. So really, this is like this real is so Scooby-Doo hard level to mystery. figure out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when in Asa, And Yaakov didn't wear a mask, like, in yeah, Sco- no, if only. Okay. Not even. Scooby-Doo people wear masks. Yeah. When Asaph heard this, he shouted an enormous and incredibly bilious shout. He probably threw up in his mouth a little, too, just because there's bile involved. Bless me, too, my father, Asaph said to his father. Your brother came in disguise. He took your blessing, Yitzchak said. As we all know, blessings are a finite commodity. Only get one. <laughs> he's called Yaakov, and he's outsmarted me twice. Uh, we know what he's called. Apparently, the word I translated as tricked or outsmarted here shares a Hebrew word with Yaakov, so Esav is making a fun little play on words. Unfortunately, nobody knows what the word that I translated as outsmarted means. There's a dude named Unculus who provides a running translation to the original text. He replaces the word with one meaning ambushed, which is kind of a weird metaphor, but works with the fact that Yaakov's word name means ankle. Uh, according to Rashi, there are those, whoever they are, who translate this as outsmarted, outwitted, or tricked, which feel more exciting than a physical word like ambushed. That's just a random translation note. There's no joke there. First he took my birthright, and now my blessing. Didn't you save a blessing for me? Nope, none left. <laughs> I, well I made him your master, Yitzchak said, and I gave him all his brothers as slaves. Oops. I've set him up with grain and wine. What's left for you? What can I do, my son? What could he possibly do? This is all totally going to happen, and now he's he's screwed. Don't you have one blessing left, Father? Asav asked. Well, I do have one blessing left, Yitzhak said, pulling a dusty old box out from underneath the counter of the blessing store and brushing it off. (laughs) This is a special blessing, but you must be very careful with this blessing. You see, this blessing is cursed. <laughs> Bless me too, fa- uh, Father. Asaph raised his voice and threw a tantrum. Like a stupid little baby. 
Um, Behold, Yitzchak said, you'll live off the fat of the land and the dew of the skies. For some reason, Rashi decided that this means Esav will live in Italy of Greece, which is crazy because those are two different places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, You want to know where he gets that? Where does he get that? All right. Here's where he gets this from. Um, It's a strange comment. Um, There's a very ancient Midrashic equivalent um, with Esav is viewed as the um, ancestor of Christianity, mm-hmm. and Yaakov in this story, and this story is very important for this, is viewed as the ancestors of the Jews. Um, Christians flip it. They view kind of Yaakov, the younger brother, the superseding one, as, as the you know, archetype for Christianity, and the tricky, stealing you know, um, brother as, as Yaakov in this story. So and which one came true? <laughs> um, right. Um, so... <laughs> We're rocking that one. Yeah. Um, uh, We're totally dominating. We got this. We got this. Um, So Rome is usually viewed as Christianity, descending from Aesop. Italy, of course, is in Rome. Right. And um, they didn't know geography so good. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Greece was the, like, the superpower of the world before Rome. Right. they again. They didn't know geography so good. So, like I kind of thought for most of my life that you know Greece became Rome. So they were just the same place. They just changed <laughs> their name. Um, so that's how he gets there. Awesome. Thank you. Very long tangent. No, I like it. All right. Um, you shall. You shall live upon the sword and serve your brother. But when you get mad, you'll throw his yoke off your neck. That didn't come true. Um, Asa was kind of pissed at Yaakov for stealing his blessing. It's an understatement. Yep. Um, the days of mourning for my father are coming, Asaph said in his heart. He crawled up inside his heart and talked to him. Then I will kill my brother Yaakov. Oh, shit. Someone told Rifko what Asaph said. Asaph only told his plans to his heart, so he must have a snitch somewhere in his cardiovascular system. She's... Sorry. Or God did it. <laughs> she sent out and called to Yaakov, her little boy. So, your brother Asaph kind of wants to kill you, Rifko told Yaakov. Listen to me. Because that went so well last time. <laughs> you should run away, like a coward, right now. Go to my father, Lavan, in Haran. Spent a few days there. Let your brother calm the fuck down. Let I or Ab or whatever. He'll forget what you did. Then I'll send for you and bring you back. What should I worry about you killing each other? The end. That's chapter 19. <laughs> Thank you, Ari. Thank you. Thank you so much for reading. I think I, we do not have time for another one, unfortunately. But now we ha- do have time for a segment called our Devar Torah. Okay. And what does Devar Torah mean in English, literally? Um, right? Devar Torah would be a, literally a thing, or here in this context, a word of Torah. And what does Torah mean? Torah is the, um, I guess the most narrow definition is the five books of the Old Testament, the first five books that we're translating now, but it's kind of largely taken to mean all of Jewish wisdom and Jewish thoughts. Right. So like a Tzvar Torah could be about this, or a Tzvar Torah could be about something else crazy. But literally, it means book word, or um, book yes, thing. Yes, it means right? literally teach it. Torah is teaching and a book. So in, oh my God, what the fuck, Bibles, Tzvar Torah, I want to know, can you sum up everything we've read into one word? What's your book word, Ari? One word. One word. Not two words jammed into one? Not, you can if you can make a nice little portmanteau. Um, um, I would say brotherhood. I like that. Oh. Mine is The lot. second word would have been sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> that is what this chapter is about. Beautiful. Mine was lies. 
There you go. Just because that's a theme of all these people, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Genesis is a lot of that. They're kind of liars. A lot of people telling truths. Kind of just a lot nope. of tricks. A lot schemes. of lies. Yep. <laughs> schemes. It's like always sunny schemes. in Philadelphia. Yep. That's basically what it is. It's like a romp. It's, it's a sitcom. Thing. There are no new episodes now, so I just read the Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why you listen to this podcast, yeah. right? Okay. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else I want to say about what we read. There were two chapters, one where uh, Asav took some women, and then he got fucked over. So, that happened. Are those two related? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Usually I try to sum them up, but there wasn't too much going on, so you got one chapter. There it is. Ari, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything that you want our audience to check out? Anything you've written recently that you think might be cool? While you do that, I'm going to write your uh, little promo for next month. All right. Um, I... I... So I'm really not doing a lot of writing, but I'll do a, a plug for, for kind of me and my friend Joe Winkler, who's here right now. He does a lot of writing. Uh, we worked on a piece recently about, uh, about some movies, um, Pacific <coughs> Rim. If you hadn't seen it, see it first and then read the piece. But if you're not going to see it, then just read the piece. Um, so check that out. That's on Medium. And um, you can check me out on Facebook. But uh, right now, right now, Project Less Zone. So going to talk a little bit until he stops writing, yeah. and then we'll call it a plug. So I, I wrote on the wrong paper first, so I had to do it on a different one, All right. but here it is. You're ready. Um, so just in general, if you like this show, please check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash omgbible. We're on Twitter, at omgwtfbible. On Tumblr, though I haven't posted there in a long time, and I'm sorry, Tumblr followers. I've just been crazy at work. I really apologize. It sucks. I'm awful. It's a protest to Yahoo. That's what it really is. Uh, the website is omgwtfbible.com. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Though if you're listening right now, you know where you can listen. I'm just going to tell you. You can listen on Stitcher, iTunes, any real podcast app that you have. Please, if you like the show, share it as much as you possibly can. That's how we get more listeners. That's how more people find us. You know, it's important that you share something you love with people in your life. And if you love the Bible, please share it, especially this way. <laughs> If you like the show, please write a review on iTunes. It helps so much spread the word. If you don't like the show, keep it to yourself that you probably haven't made it this far. Um, I have something to plug. I do a monthly open mic called No Jokes Allowed. It's an alternative comedy open mic. It's at uh, September 9th at 8 p.m. at Beauty Bar on 14th Street. It's a hilarious show. Some of New York's best comedians, and I, 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 that's not hyperbole. These people are hilarious. Come there and do stuff, and then I do it too. Um, that's it. Thank you so much to the Magnet Theater for giving us this space tonight. Thank you to Megan Gray, Emily Shapiro, Demetrius up there in the booth, Ginny and Corrine for running the show. Thank you to Wendy Chin for the posters and the fires, our audio engineer, John Passaro, for uh, creating the recordings. Our live audience, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for listening and following along. Episode 12 is happening. I just found this out today. It's happening on at... 2A in the top floor, that's a bar on the corner of 2nd Street and Avenue A, makes sense, on October 1st, maybe at 7 p.m., maybe at 8 p.m., I don't really know yet, but that's where it's going to be. Please join us there for episode 12, because next time in the Bible, Yaakov gets some ladies. Yeah. <laughs>